When it comes to your marriage, how's your joy gap? You may want to pay attention to the size of that gap if you're wanting a happy marriage, according to the latest breakthroughs in brain science. And we're going to talk about it this morning with guest Chris Corsi. Chris is the president of Thrive Today, a nonprofit ministry focusing on training leaders and communities in the 19 skills that make relationships work. He, along with Dr. Marcus Warner, are the authors of The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages, How 15 Minutes a Day Will Help You Stay in Love. And good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good to be with you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So I was kind of blown away when uh, I was looking at some different information about how, I guess, revelations coming out of latest breakthroughs in brain science about there's no more powerful motivator than joy. Unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah, this is really good news that, uh, you know, God designed our brain to run on the fuel of joy. And joy is not happiness. Joy is we're glad to be together. Mm -hmm. And so when uh, brain researchers look at how the brain runs, they notice that when we have someone who's glad to be with us, um, they light up. When they look at us, you, you see it on their face, you hear it in their voice, you see it in their mannerisms, that we're the sparkle in someone else's eyes. And that joy really changes the brain. And the more joy that we have in our lives and our marriages, the, the more we're going to be able to be the people that God designed us to be. And so this is really good news that, that we're created are glad to be together joy and we learn to get back to joy anytime we lose our joy mm-hmm. chris how do we figure out the size of our joy gap and if we need to make that a smaller gap then maybe we we're not experiencing the joy that we could yes you know in the book we use this this imagery of the joy gap and how we really want to shrink the joy gap and the joy gap is the amount of time and space between moments of shared joy And the good news about this is that, you know, joy doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't even have to take a long time. Joy is contagious, and a little bit of joy goes a long way. And God designed our brains to really be an amplifier. And so it's going to amplify something. It's going to amplify joy. So when we're glad to be together and we light up to be together and in our marriages and our families, that joy grows with every glance, every, every look. Uh, but if it's not joy, then it's fear, maybe it's anger, maybe it's some other unhelpful emotion. So really, joy is, you know, when we share highlights from our day while we look at our at our spouse and we we just genuinely are glad to be together. And if we're not glad to be together, the good news is we can learn to get back to joy. And so one of our hopes with this book was really to give people some very simple practices on what they can do to grow joy. And just keeping in mind, joy can be very simple. We we do lots of little exercises in the book, but one of the things we have couples do is share some joy, share some moments of joy. So I might say to a couple, hey, what what was meaningful or joyful from this past week? Well, what did you do together that was, you know, that that brought some joy? And when they think about those joyful moments and they share that joy with their partner, what happens is your brain responds as though you're reliving that moment all over again. So reflecting on joy, sharing joy, and even just, you know, genuinely lighting up, smiling to be together, the brain is going to take that and it's going to amplify it and it's going to 
really help us feel more connected and feel closer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, everybody wants to feel closer and more connected in our marriages. Yeah. So, Chris, I'm I'm thinking of those times when, well, maybe we uh, we just have a disagreement, or we have a time where we just, you know, just not getting along so well. Um, that obviously adds to the joy gap. What's a quick way to get back to shrinking that joy gap in that circumstance? Uh, that's an excellent question. And you know what? That is kind of the, a million-dollar question. Is mm-hmm. How do we get back to joy You know, when we've lost it? And one of the things that really helps, we call it listening for emotions in the book, but it's basically putting words to what you're hearing in your partner. So if my partner's mad at me because I... I forgot to pick something up at the store and maybe my partner just, just, you know, feels hurt for that because it was very important. What I, what I do to listen for emotions would say, Hey, I I really dropped the ball. I'm sorry. I forgot to pick up the thing that I was supposed to pick up. And, you know, will you forgive me? And, and what, what can I do here to, um, to grow more joy in this moment? So basically we just help people feel seen, heard and understood, even though we can't fix the problem. Anytime we feel seen, heard, and understood by a partner, that actually helps us to get back to joy. But if I maybe I just self-justify it or maybe I, I ignore or dismiss what my partner's saying, that's actually going to poke a hole in our joy balloon, so to speak. Like Anytime my partner feels alone in what she's uh, feeling, I know that that's going to be hard to grow joy. And mm-hmm. so part of growing joy is just helping helping our spouses feel seen, heard, and understood. We can learn to get back to joy. And so we become good listeners, and we validate what we hear, even if we can't fix it in a particular moment. If we can help uh, make sure that we're on the same page, we you know, my partner feels understood, that is one of the best steps to getting back to joy. Otherwise, the hurt will just kind of be compounded. And there's nothing fun about that. So Mm -hmm. just being, you know, good listeners, validating, listening, and reminding the other, you know, why we love them and that we're glad to be together. Even when things are going wrong, even when it's a hard day, we can still be glad to be together because, you know, happiness is circumstantial. Joy is relational. Joy is Mm -hmm. a relationship. And so the good news is we can just be our authentic selves, love each other well, and be good listeners that goes a long way to help couples get back to joy sooner mm-hmm. rather than later. Yeah. So you have an acronym that's kind of easy to remember because who doesn't like cake? <laughs> so <laughs> so yes. t- tell me about this acronym and how we can use it in appreciating and turning on that joy switch. Yeah. So this is really a great uh, breakthrough in brain science is we have a relational circuit in our brain. And so this this is kind of like a light switch that it can go on or off in a moment. So you might be having a great day and somebody just says the one thing that, that you know, doesn't land well for you. And this switch, this relational switch goes off. And so cake is an acrostic for some simple steps to kind of get that relational switch back on. And so it stands for curiosity, appreciation, kindness, and eye contact. So curiosity is just, hey, I'm wondering what's going on right now in your mind. What are you thinking? And appreciation would be, hey, you know what, what was a special joyful moment from your day or from your week? So we remember the joyful moments, which helps us get back into our relational sweet spot or kindness. So a good sign that I'm not um, in a good relational space is I don't feel like being kind. So if I can 
do things out of kindness, that actually helps to get us back into our mm. relational mode. Mm. And and the eye contact, of course, is when we're relationally offline, we don't want to look at people, right? We just don't want to look them in the eye. And so part of getting back to joy is being willing to, to engage our spouse, look our spouse in the eyes, and be present. Because if I, let's say I'm in an interaction with my wife and I, I just in the middle of the conversation, I pull out my phone and I start doing something on my phone. She no longer has my eye contact. She no longer has my attention. And so cake is just these are very simple practices to help us get this relational switch back on. And that's often the first thing that I have couples do when they're maybe they've lost their joy. The very first step we do is practice the steps for cake. Let's get this uh, switch back on, and that's where joy starts to grow mm-hmm. when that switch is online, and we're, yeah. we're glad to be together. We need to come up with a new one to go with that milk. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, I like that one. But you also have four habits that help us shrink that joy gap too. I know you've touched on them a little bit, but what are those four, and how to put them in practice? Yeah, so we call the four habits. Plan and plan stands for play together, listen for emotions, appreciate daily, and nurture a rhythm. And joyful marriages play together. They they do meaningful, spontaneous moments of joy. They they spend time on date nights doing something fun. So play together really is just couples who have a lot of joy will naturally play together. They will do things that reflect the joy in their relationship. And so play is one of the biggest things that researchers say really determines our success and our happiness is how well do couples play? And so finding fun things to do together will go a long way. And that's that's the P in plan. The L is for listen for emotions. And so listen for emotions is when my wife's telling me about the hard day that she, she has, what I'm doing is I'm listening to notice how is she feeling right now? I'm not trying to fix it. I'm not trying to just make her her sadness go away. I'm actually saying, wow, I hear that you're really sad right now. That sounds like you had a hard day. And that's just, it sounds so easy. It can be kind of hard to do in the moments, especially when there's, you know, some hard stuff you're navigating. But we're learning to keep the relationship bigger than the problems. Mm -hmm. And so we just, you know, pay attention to what's going on here. And the A is just appreciate daily. And so one of the, the most powerful forces in a, in a relationship is practicing appreciation. And appreciation is what I call packaged joy because we're reflecting on those joyful moments in our, in our marriage. Sometimes I'll ask a couple to say, hey, tell me about your, your, your wedding day. And you can just see their faces light up when they remember that joy. And when appreciation starts to run out, then a resentment starts to pick up. And we don't want resentment. So appreciation is just a a very simple way to reflect on the good times and remember God's gifts. And then finally, nurture a rhythm, which is just, you know, play, fun and play is really good, but it gets very overwhelming if I don't rest. And so part of what couples need is a rhythm of joy and rest, joy and rest. Too much joy, even though joy is a good thing. Uh, we can get overwhelmed by that. And so we actually have to rest together. So joy is high energy, and then rest is low energy. So our our joy grows out of times that we can rest, we can quiet together. So I always encourage couples to just spend time quieting. You know, just you can build joy, but make sure you take some time to just quiet together. And that's actually very restorative. It's very refreshing. And it really gives us the strength to navigate some of the hard stuff. So quieting goes a long way. Mm-hmm. 
blogs are so helpful. Yeah, they sure are. Well, it's a great resource, and I hope that folks will check this out and put it in practice. Most of all, it's called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages, How 15 Minutes a Day Will Help You Stay in Love. And our guest today uh, and a favorite guest of ours on the show is Chris Corsi. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you, friends. Good to be with you.